fucking love tv i'm jessica and i'm libby tonight we are going to talk about vampire lore and television shows and this might be something a type of topic that we do different types of lore for different supernatural elements throughout um the podcast but tonight we're going to start with vampires because vampires are our favorite to talk about because vampires is a lot of one they're done differently in a lot of things and then in a lot of shows there's also questions that are left even within each show's lore and so i think we're going to start off actually before we do that i just want to remind anybody that spoiler tags are in the description also you can follow us on twitter at wfltv and share our podcast so we can continue to well i mean jessica and i are going to continue to talk about this stuff no matter what but it doesn't matter whether or not we record it and share it with people so you share it so we can share our feelings as well anyway we're gonna talk about buffy first right yeah i think so buffy for me i think was one of the first times i was introduced to vampires in television yeah so same same for me so with buffy I had, before the television series had come out, I watched the Buffy movie, and I had really loved the movie. I watched it a ton, and when I heard the series was coming out, I was really excited to watch that. It was completely different from the movie, which was great, because Buffy, the show, is is better. You know, I, I love it so much more. What I enjoy, though, is you can see the difference between the two And one of the key differences is what happens when a vampire dies. I think that's like really um, quintessential Buffy. Vampire dies and they turn to dust. They're dusted, you're dusting vamps and all of that. And so um, in the movie that didn't happen, a vampire died and they just stayed a dead body. I think it was such a smart choice of the series to do the vampire dusting. But uh, we can get more into specifics about lore. But for me, that was whenever I think about vampires i think about buffy and i think about lore i think about that show and how it helped to define it in such a way for for everybody as well even that key difference with the dusting yeah i agree i feel like buffy kind of sets the precedence when i'm watching other television with vampires i often compare that lore to the lore that's in buffy so let's just talk a little bit about um, kind of what that lore is, and then we can go over what we like, don't like questions that remain. Um, so in vamp- in Buffy, pretty standard stuff with vampires. You've got um, crosses. Um, they're affected by crosses. They die when they're in the sunlight. Um, holy water is not great for them. It's bad. <laughs> um, You kill them with a wooden stake to the heart or beheading them. And they need blood to survive. And then kind of one of the bigger things, which I think a lot of series don't explicitly say as clearly as Buffy does, but vampires have no soul, which is really important 
for the plot of Buffy and just for the understanding of vampires in general. And those are kind of some of the, the bigger things. Um, do you have anything else, Jessica, that you want to add about the general, very general lore? No, I don't think so. Does Buffy address, and I, so I know that in season seven, we get like the uber vamps and like that type of situation. Do they explain more like the history of vampires and how they originated? Yeah, and I can't remember how, whether or not it comes in the show or the comics as clearly. So with it, vampires are essentially um, part of a, a demon that has taken over. So you don't see the... Do you remember how the mayor in okay. season three, you get his full actual demon form? Yeah. So we don't... in On our plane, we don't see demons manifest in their true form but in vampires they manifest in in that way and i we get a better i know we get a better look at it in the comics it's been a while since i've read because we actually get to see some of the demons in the vampires that we know and what they what they're like but yeah it's essentially a demon has taken residence in a way so then the very first vamp is just a demon they were just yeah. like hey I'm going to come to Earth now. Oh, <laughs> you know how demons are. They always want to be on Earth doing weird demon stuff. Yeah, I don't know if they address exactly how it came to be that that's that the demons were inhabiting. I mean, I guess the same way in any of the other demons showing up. These ones just happen to use people. Sure. And um, one more question I have. Because mm -hmm. I don't think, I know that like some of the vamps would drink blood bags, but do they drink animal blood in that show or is it strictly human blood i mean they can drink animal blood um they don't prefer to they and they'd have no reason to so they drink human blood because most of them don't have a soul or any reason to stop them from killing humans and so they but for a while angels survived on rats um okay and then in the funny the really great episode um the thanksgiving episode pangs whenever it's a they've got spike tied up and <laughs> he's, they, he's wanting to eat and Buffy says that he can have some gravy because there's blood in the gravy. So they, that's the other thing with food. They can eat other food. They can eat any food. They doesn't have to be blood, but they need blood to survive. So they can eat food for pleasure, which we see spike do quite a bit with those uh, onion blossoms. One other thing with Buffy is they, they clarify what you need to do to turn somebody into a vampire. Yeah which is something that um, I don't know. I know that that changes from lore to lore, but in Buffy, you have to drink somebody's blood, drink most of it, and then they have to feed off of you. So pretty classic standard. But you have to drink a vampire's blood and then that vampire feeds off you, or you have to drink a stranger's blood and then a vampire feeds on you? No, you... You as a vampire drink a human's blood. And then the human drinks your blood. Got it. Does so if I were a vampire wanting to turn you, I would drink your blood till you were almost dead. And then I would have you drink my blood. Because if you remember um, when Drusilla turns um, Spike, she like drinks his blood and then she takes um, her oh. finger and mm -hmm. it across her decolletage. <laughs> and then like he drinks from it, which by the way, how sharp are your nails? Like I could not. Like here, like that is a consistent thing that happens in almost all vampire shows that they're cutting something with their fingernails all the time. And it's like, does seem like dangerous to just live with fingernails that are that sharp. 
and they don't do that normally like i see them act like normal people but whenever they want to turn somebody into a vampire they're always able to easily cut themselves with their own fingernail it would take me a minute like i'd be like just give me a minute i'm just gonna scratch here away Does anybody have a pen i could use More or a knife or... anything sharper would be great sharper but no just a a simple across your finger they should have one of those things like you know the little um rings you wear with the little pokey thing on the end like i had at the ren fair you know what I'm talking about oh i do know what you're talking about that i would if i were to wear that put poison in it to scratch and poison people yeah but i would but for this case you'd use it to cut yourself in order to turn vamps okay here's the last thing i think um that we should address with kind of as we're talking overall and that is, what are the vamp's powers? You know, before we get into that, I do want to mention sure. one other thing that's important physiologically with them. And that is, they it has been established that they do not breathe. They do not have blood flow. They do not show up in mirrors, but they do show up on camera. They just don't look great. Got it. So basically, their bodies are dead and no longer functioning as normal. Correct. So in terms of their powers, they're very strong. Apparently, they have very sharp fingernails when they want to. <laughs> um, and their teeth, um, they can, when they're ready to vamp out, their teeth come out and their foreheads get wrinkly, and then they've got teeth that they can use to <laughs> bite people. <laughs> Did you like the Do you recognize what I'm talking about there? I do. I, I, it's great vampire miming that you have going on. <laughs> um, so they don't, they don't have like mind control in any way. No, although we do see um, in the season, what was it, the season four premiere, um, Dracula, we get to see Dracula for the first time, and he does have mind control. It is established that his, uh, basically, what they do with Dracula is that the myth has taken over to the point where that vampire now has his ability. So the myth has grown so much that he has taken on the characteristics of the mist so he can turn into a bat he gets staked by buffy and then shows back up as mist he can control people's minds and he just randomly has a giant castle in sunnydale for like <laughs> he's like shows up which is just hilarious i loved the dracula episode it was so funny <laughs> me too me too so yeah so that's but basically for your basic vamp they're just going to be able to be real strong and bite people love it i mean i don't but i do you know oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, I do know. <laughs> okay, so what, we have to talk about this now. And I know that we've been restraining ourselves from talking about it. Because mm-hmm. one of the biggest pet peeves I've had with the Buffy, Buffy vamps um, is that we see them engage in intercourse. But that seems like it would be impossible given that their heart no longer beats. Therefore, males could not get erections. Yes, and that is something that I have been wondering about since I knew how erections formed, actually, (laughs) Um, was, wait a minute, I remember Angel getting it up. That doesn't seem right. (laughs) It was a whole thing. He lost his soul and everything. Yeah, so so as we said, vampires don't have a circulation. Their blood does not flow. It is known and it is mentioned in, like, every second that they every chance they can get in the pangs episode when they're tightening his ropes he says you're cutting off my circulation woman and she's like you don't have circulation he's like well it pinches (laughs) only in a spike british voice um 
And so like, he doesn't have circulation. It is like, it is clear that they don't have it, but they can still get erections. And it's never addressed. And it could be, they could come up with something. I mean, like it could be, especially like once they could have done it as soon as Angel and Buffy had had sex because Xander could have asked that question. It would have been appropriate and make sense for Xander. Or to be Willow, like, because she also like. Oh yeah, she could have also asked it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and she's so, like you know kind of the bookworm of the group and would be seem the most likely to like want that information. Yeah, and then it could have been explained in some sort of mystical way. It could be that it's a um, I don't know. It could maybe that they can since they can control like their body their body's dead but they can control it maybe they can control their penis <laughs> oh that would be what a, that's what, an what easy one deal. but the point is that they don't address it at all no but they talk about the sex like a lot and we get like more thoughts into it like they're not very graphic with it with buffy and angel uh-huh. but with buffy and spike in season six they're pretty darn graphic with all of it and we get allusions to spikes like erection like you can he, you know you know that that's that he has one and so it's not just like a sex is this um vague thing it's like sex occurs between this is like penetrative sex between this man and this woman due to this man's penis <laughs> being erect <laughs> like yes. So yeah, so the Buffy vamps are great. Like I said, they're kind of where I, when I'm thinking about vampires, I base a lot of my lore off. But that, that one thing about how many times they said their body, their heart's not beating, and then also supposed to believe that they can very easily get erections just makes no sense. Well, and the other thing that they do is they, they establish, you know, that they can't breathe. And they do that, especially mm-hmm. in season one, whenever in Angel can't give Buffy CPR, and so Xander has to do it because he can't breathe. But we see them smoking. Like <laughs> that's a good, that's a good one. The other thing I think that they really should have done, and I, I get why they did it, and I get that it's like a classic vampires can't see themselves in the mirror thing, and I love that. I think that's great. But because it's a television show, and it's a television show that is running for a long period of time it's inevitable that we're going to see one of these characters in a reflection and we have in the show and that's totally fine, but just like, don't establish that part of your, as part of your lore because you're not going to be able to keep it up. So you might as well just leave it out um, because that's going to create that inconsistency and potentially bring people out of the moment in this otherwise very realistic plot. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing when you said that they, it's established that they don't breathe it's like I, they're they're human actors therefore i see them breathing so it's like mm-hmm. don't tell me they're not breathing when i'm you're panting because you were just running like i can see that you're breathing maybe don't or establish that cold outside kind of thing yeah i mean they, they that's those kinds of things are too hard to maintain so leave them out what i will say is i love the classic vampire lore that they have in there i love absolutely i love the sunlight that that's up that that's an issue it's so because to the heart yeah and i I, you know i i get that there's it's not that it's like terrible to say a vampire can survive in sunlight but one of the things about being a vampire is like 
they have to establish why it's negative and it's why it would be a negative thing because otherwise you're immortal and if you still had a soul you could just drink pig's blood and like live forever and go to the beach still and so adding in that the way that they're affected by sunlight that they can't go out in the daylight so they're forever like cut off from a part of the world and then establishing that they lose their soul which is another thing i love that buffy does because one it creates that sense of okay this is really a bad thing but then also it's made some of my favorite plots in the show yeah we get a lot of our our best storylines definitely i with that soul thing though i also know that you and i have had a conversation where we were like how much does it suck for the poor humans that get turned without like choosing so and their souls have to go to hell they didn't want that they were just hanging out by the park at night and now they're soulless vampires yeah we have talked about that because i mean they do mention that so when angel is killed in the end of season two three three two end of season two end of season three is the mayor okay anyway in the end of season two when angel is killed and then he comes back he's was in hell very clearly was in hell and so we wonder because that's angel coming back with a soul angel's soul went to hell which means that where was the soul? so jessica and i have had this conversation with okay vampires turned most vampires do not get their soul their soul is just not there so they've got this kind of the personality of the person who was killed a little bit of that but then this demon who's taken part and 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 whatever so what happens that soul in the meantime so where was angel's soul for the hundred years or or 60 years or 50 or however many years it was that he was a soulless vampire where was his soul before the gypsies cursed him and brought it back to him was his soul in hell and if so that's lame because really like that's not necessarily his fault that a vampire killed him and so you know maybe with angel himself i mean liam was not a great guy so maybe that's why but like william spike wasn't a bad guy drusilla wasn't bad do their so are their souls when they don't have them rotting and like are they in hell and then if so when the soul comes back do they like in spike's case when he gets a soul and in angel's case when he gets a soul do they have the memories of being in hell and then if not when angel dies and goes to hell what part of him is going if not a soul and if it's a soul why it was a whole giant mess of stuff that really really confuses us and i I love the soul component and I want them to keep it, but I want to know what happens to a soul when it's not in a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I mean, I think, I think that those souls have to be in hell. I think that's just probably how the demon is able to then come from hell is they probably do some sort of exchange, right? Here's a human soul. Now I'm going to go hang out on earth and like drink blood. And that, that sucks a bunch for anyone who was turned into a vamp um, and who was a good person whose soul probably otherwise may not have gone to hell. Yeah, it, it really, it really does suck. The, you know, and they, they kind of talk about, so when we say hell, it's a hell dimension. They have, they established there's sure. lots of different hell dimensions, but which we could say then, okay, any soul would go to a hell dimension, but we find out 
in season six that some souls do go to heaven Mm -hmm. because Buffy went to heaven at the end of season five. So we know that there is an afterlife that is not just a hell dimension, which means that those people who got killed and whose souls are probably in a hell dimension are really, that sucks for them a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I want to go back to, because you mentioned it briefly, how cool it is that the vamps turn to dust. Mm. And I do think that's cool because I think about some of the other shows we're going to talk about where that doesn't happen. And like, there are people out there killing so many vampires and they have to dispose of those bodies. Probably eventually other humans are going to come across those bodies and they're going to be like, this is weird. It looks a little bit like a vampire. But with Buffy, it's just like they're dusted there's no chance of humans like accidentally coming across them their bodies and and kind of causing that that um intermixing between the supernatural and the regular yeah and that was a really smart choice i think that that was a way for them to kind of especially if you've got a 16 year old girl killing vampires and i don't know one of the reasons that they do the bumpy face on the vampires is because they didn't want a tv series where you have a girl stabbing what looks like humans Mm-hmm. And so they decided to make them look explicitly like demons completely different. And then by having them turn to dust, they avoid that problem. I mean, how would Buffy get rid of that many bodies? That would be, especially when the base of their operation was a school library. Like, it's not <laughs> going to make it terribly easy to do. So it's a really smart choice. I think that that was a, that they, they made that smart choice. They should have made the smart choice with the reflections and the breathing. Just get rid of that. And then in terms of erections, explain erections to us. Just explain it. It's fine. Just come up with a reason. Any reason. Yeah. I agree. So now let's move on to um, a show that I have watched and you have not, but they actually do a little bit of address the erection situation. And that is the Vampire Diaries. I'm glad that somebody's finally talking about vampire erections. I mean, not so explicitly, but they do mention it and i'll get to that in a second but first we'll go over um we have some classic of the vampire lore where they burn in the sun um i believe a stake to the hearts kills them i believe beheading kills them i've also seen i know they do a lot of just ripping each other's hearts out all the time on that show i think that kills a vamp i'm not 100 percent sure um they also have some other weaknesses where there is this plant called vervain and if a vampire ingests it it hurts them a bunch so like if you're a human and you drink like vervain tea and then vampire tries to bite you it like burns their mouth so that's kind of cool that is really cool i would love a tea-based solution to vampire attacks yeah or if you um like if you wear a necklace or a bracelet or something with vervain in it somewhere you're then immune to the vampires they have the power of um they can kind of do a mind control type thing. Mm. And if you're, if you're wearing Vervain as a human, you're protected from that. Um, some of their, uh, they also have just like the super speed, super strength, feed on, feed on lots of blood. Um, but what's interesting about their soul situation is that these, I think these vampires retain their souls, but they have a choice to either turn on or off their humanity. So they can kind of turn off all of their emotions and just be like, super evil out there killing people or you can turn on your humanity and your emotions and are usually a little more restrained can you go back and forth yep so you could be like 
I don't know, want need to do something bad. So you turn it off real quick and then back on. But then like you'd feel real shitty afterwards. Yeah. So all of that regret then mm-hmm. remains. And that is a huge struggle that all of the vampires in that show face. Um, especially on. Why is it that big of a deal? So, like, what kind of a dick are you to turn it off? You know what's going to happen. Like, Jessica, right now, I can tell you to turn. You can turn off your humanity, and you are probably going to kill people. And you're going to be like, "Yeah, but that sounds easy." Why do they do it? Why do they turn it off? The main reason is usually to avoid some sort of pain. So Elena, who starts off as oh human, god, just be in pain. <laughs> she, she eventually turns to a vampire. She leaves her humanity on, but then like. Her brother dies. She's having a real, real tough go of it. And she's like on the floor crying. And she turns off your humanity. And then, yeah, she like kills people and does real bad stuff. And then she eventually turns back on. And she's like, oh man, I kill people and I feel real bad about it. What motivates him to turn it back on? Um, I don't know. I think it's, it's different for every vampire. Some of them just want to feel again because when you're with all of your emotions off, you feel nothing. So no happiness. Mm. and no pain Mm. so some of them turn it back on to feel the good things Mm. okay that makes sense because you don't have i was wondering in in buffy you know we've got two vampires with a soul it's angel and spike Mm -hmm. and spike went goes and purposely gets his soul but we see angel when he loses it and he's angelus trying his best to avoid getting it back doing everything to avoid getting that soul so you've got two different means and with spike there were some extenuating circumstances um but i was just wondering what would convince these vampires to go what would make somebody do one decision versus the other do most vampires turn off their humanity or on oh i don't know all the ones that we see in the show mostly have it on but i don't know like in terms of vampires in the world how many are on Mm. or off that's a great question Mm. that's a great question Yeah. Um, As far as turning other vamps, first, as a human, you have to have vampire blood in your system somehow. So whether you ingest it or it's injected, um, whichever way you want to do it, then you have to die. Then you have to come back to life and then you have to drink human blood. It's a multi-step process. Yeah. Yeah, it's complicated. For sure. Um, What's interesting is that vampire blood can heal humans and heal them very quickly, which is how Elena even gets turned into a vampire. She has vampire blood in her system to heal her, and then some other vampire comes and then kills her. Mm. So she's turned by, like, accident, but... So there's a risk in, like, using your blood to heal a human. If you're a vampire, that that human, something could happen to them, and they could turn, which is interesting. And fun. That's a fun, like moral dilemmas and people are probably like in love with somebody else so they save them and i always love that kind of stuff yeah it's fun okay but now to the big question is vampire erections and here's what the show did so i just have a a quick thing is that how we're going to measure um each of these vampire lore is how do they deal with erections and that's how we can determine which is our favorite or yes I think it has to be. We've talked too much about vampire erections just throughout our friendship to not have that be the criteria. So many conversations about vampire erections. All right. You go on and tell me how do vampires and the vampire diaries get erections? It's so simple. And this is why you're both saying that it was, it'd be so easy for the Buffy to, to come up with a reason 
why vampires can get erections. And here's what happens. It's, it's in the very first season. Damon and Elena are sitting at a bar. Damon is eating food. And Elena goes, how do you even eat food? And he goes, well, with a healthy diet of human blood in my system, my body functions the same as always. Boom. Oh, That's it. In the discussion, but clears up all the questions about not only erections, but just like going to the bathroom and processing human food and all of those things. It was just like one quick line and their lore is established and everything makes sense after that. That is a really great point. What happens to all those onion blossoms that Spike eats? Exactly. Where are they now? Where are they? (laughs) Are they just in his body still? Oh, man. Eventually, you think his stomach would just be full. Right, and it does not look very full or large. It looks like Spike's stomach. That is weird. Weird. Okay. But I just was like... That's why it's so frustrating with Buffy because you could just take one quick second to say some sort of line that just would explain why their bodies act the way they do. Yeah, and that would save you. I do know that part of with Buffy is they want to, for plot purposes, continue to separate the vampires from the humans in terms of why being a vampire would make somebody as broody as it makes Angel. (laughs) Like, why is it going to make you so very sad all the time? And so, you know, I can't even, like, poop anymore or get erections. Like, whatever. The reason is, like, can't breathe even though you breathe. (laughs) Can't Blood doesn't flow even though it's flowing. But (laughs) I... But I like the way they handle that then. Now, do vampires, are they immortal? They don't age? Correct. Okay. Bodies in suspended animation from whence they, from the time they returned. How old are them? I'm just curious. Are the main characters like really old then? The main dudes? Yeah. Damon, Damon and Stefan, who are the first vampires we meet, are like a couple, a hundred or two hundred years old. Elena gets turned during the time. And then they also meet throughout the series the original vampires who are obviously very very old Mm. so they do a little bit of an origin story on vampires yeah they do and it's basically it was uh witches who Mm. turned like there was this family and they wanted to become immortal so this um their witch mom did a spell Mm. and they use they use blood doppelganger blood i think in the spell which they think is why they then have such bloodlust and why they want to drink blood. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good origin story. One of the one of the best origin stories of vampires that I think I've heard. Okay, I, I think it sounds like what I'm hearing you say. I, I like a lot of what they're doing in that. I, their lore sounds like it's pretty, pretty decent that they do a good job of keeping a lot of those classic vampire elements and then adding their own twist to it, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I was, I was pretty impressed also with their, with their vampire lore. A lot of it made sense and especially vampire erections made sense with just one line given offhandedly at a bar. So good job vampire diaries on that. I appreciate that you heard that line and you were like, Oh, erections. That was probably like your first thought. It absolutely was. (laughs) I appreciate that. Okay. We'll do um, another show 
which varies a little bit from the kind of standard vampire lore, and that is Supernatural. Once again, this is a show that I have watched almost all of, and Libby has not. So it's just going to be me talking for too long. (laughs) Yes, but I'm excited to hear about what they do with vampires. Okay, so they are not affected by a cross. They are not, sunlight does not kill them. A stake does not kill them. Only beheading kills a vampire in that show. Sunlight, they are sensitive to sunlight, so they prefer to come out at night, but that is not necessary. Mm, sensitive, like like you and I are sensitive. Where exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Just, Just like, like a little bit annoyed by it. Mm. So I didn't love that part because I feel like, especially with vampires who are these beings that often have a lot of powers, whether it be super strength, super speed, um, like vampire diaries where they can do mind control. I feel like they have to have some sort of weaknesses to make them give, give the heroes a way to defeat them. Well, and a reason that they would not be more rampant, like, one of the things I think is is interesting because I'm, you know, I'm hearing you talk about say the Vampire Diaries, and in Buffy, and granted we are in Sunnydale on the Hellmouth, but it's true. There are a ton of vampires, and we get the sense that there are a ton of vampires basically everywhere, but they don't take over everything because one, there's one teenage girl in all the world, and that's just enough. I guess. And she just um, lives in one tiny town. That's the only like, place she goes. <laughs> like, she goes to LA every now and then, but, you know, other than that. But, you know, there's that, and then there's, um, you know, the sunlight issue. Like you said, that's a, um, a way to kind of keep vampires in line and stop them from just straight up taking over everything. Um, and then I know that in Buffy, one of the things that they talk about is some vampires are under the impression that, you know, if you were to take over everything, there goes our food source. You know, like Spike says, they're happy meals on legs. Like, why would he want those to be gone? Mm-hmm. So sure. um, I agree with you that that taking away that that um, difficulty in the daytime has made them even stronger. And it and it takes away something so classic about vampires. Sunlight I completely is a agree. Thing and I love it. There's a reason. So you can create all of these different demons and monsters, especially in a show like Supernatural. So mm-hmm. if you want to explore ways to make um, a demon to your own specifications and create your own. When you're doing a vampire, there are some things that are just so classic that you got to leave them. You yeah. Yeah, I completely, I completely agree. They do say in Supernatural at one point, they're like, the reason vampires are actually kind of rare in that show is because hunters, which are the people out there killing like supernatural evil things, have like very specifically hunted vampires a whole bunch. So their numbers are not rampant. So at least they kind of counter like, counter that whole, well, what what is stopping them from just like taking over the whole world? type of situation because all they need to, to do to change a person um, is that human has to have vampire blood in their system and then they have to drink human blood so what um do they have to be bit or just just have vampire blood like i drink i take a shot of vampire blood and then a shot of human blood and i'm a vampire yeah huh, or they could just like 
immobilize you and hook you up to a transfusion and put vampire blood in your system and then human blood in your system and boom you are a vampire what about souls they i don't think that they talk about souls at all in that show so i don't know that is a bummer because i have no idea because they obviously retain like human characteristics so I think it's interesting. And, and they even uh, like mate for life. They talk about that a bunch. Like when a vampire finds a mate, that's their mate for life, which is a very human-like characteristic. So it, it draws into question even more the soul thing. We have kind of a, so in Buffy, one of the things I think that we really didn't talk about, we just kind of brushed over. But now that we're talking about this personality and 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 whatever vampires in buffy you know almost always are soulless with very few exceptions but they still have some of their personality and the way that they make it sound is that a vampire is kind of those inhibitions you squash mm-hmm. that you the things that you're trying to ignore about yourself they come out and then also kind of the worst and basest part of a person and so it depends on the vampire themselves what that looks like because we see that a little bit differently and um, we see angel who just is evil and terrible and wants to kill and cause apocalypses and likes to torture (laughs) and whatever and we knew like um liam was not great to begin with. So we knew that, that, you know, Angel's original self was not great. And then you have um, Spike and Drusilla and even the judge who's supposed to, you know, shoot and kill people and lightning and whatever else. He wants to wipe the world of like humanity and stuff. And he tells Spike and Drusilla they stink of humanity because the two of them, they're in love with one another. They've got this personality. We've got the idea that Drusilla says to Buffy, oh, we can love. And um, later on in season five, when Spike is sort of expressing his feelings about Buffy to to her. So, I mean, you get all of these really, you, you get those explanations of personality despite soul and so it sounds like with vampire diaries with that turning your humanity off and on that's how they address it but supernatural just kind of doesn't really jump into it no they don't they don't at all i don't think um i think they just kind of portray vamps as like monsters and that's kind of that's kind of it although not all of them they will occasionally cross a vamp who's like listen i'm just hanging out like eating animal blood or i only eat blood bags and i'm just trying to like live my life interesting i wonder what makes those vampires different yeah i don't know they they don't really mention it i have not watched supernatural not that i, not that I remember obviously there's like one million seasons of supernatural and they fight every kind of monster one can imagine so it's possible i just missed it but um from what i can remember they don't really address the soul situation or why some vamps are different than others it sounds like with that show, I haven't watched it clearly, but I would not like what they do with the vamps. Yeah. It's not my preferred. I didn't love it. One interesting thing that the vampires in Supernatural have kind of in common with the vampire diaries is that the vampires in Supernatural have, the blood has to come from a living thing. So if, so the blood of a dead person is like poison to them. 
just like Vervain as kind of poison to the Vampire Diaries vampires. So I do like that aspect that there's this there's this other aspect that kind of harms them. They don't really do anything like that in Buffy, but I kind of like that part of it. This kind of poison that humans and hunters and anyone out there to kind of protect themselves or kill vampires have have a little bit of an extra extra thing to use, an extra tool. Well, and I also like that too, because it would kind of explain why the vampires need to go after living people instead of mm-hmm. just going. And I mean, in in Buffy, the reason is just like, live blood tastes better like it you know they they like the blood of people it tastes the best that's why they don't eat animals they want it to like be warm and you know yeah, warm and warm and humany and yeah and humany just like that and probably like some creepy stuff like filled with fear and whatever <laughs> what whatever um oh one one other thing i want to mention because I, I don't think this is ever mentioned in Buffy, is there's, besides getting their soul back, there's really no way to, like, cure a vampire or take that demon out of there, where both Vampire Diaries and Supernatural, there is a cure available. Really? It's, yeah, it's so in um, Vampire Diaries, it's the blood of the original immortal. If you drink that, that will cure you. Um, and then in Supernatural, it's a very complicated um, potion that will cure it. So both things are like not widely available. So you can't just like cure all the vamps, but it makes, it makes for good storylines for how to maybe cure some vamps. Yeah. We don't have that in Buffy, although there are, oh, some various things that can turn people like in the show, angel, angels, human for like a minute because of a thing, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't remember the circumstances right now because I've only watched angel a couple of times, but yeah yep there's no there's no cure like that that's interesting the idea of a cure that would add you know i'm glad they don't include that in buffy to be honest because if there was a cure then we would have to question buffy's overall job Mm -hmm. if she's somebody whose job it is to slay vampires and these people could be humans again with the right things and we would spend all of that time with the scoobies trying to find a cure for all these vampires instead of just staking them which is going to be a lot more interesting and also more plausible. So, and I, I think like they a lot like, of really funny quips to be made before staking vamps, which is one of the best parts of Buffy for sure. Oh gosh, absolutely. Okay, so are you ready to move on to the final show we're going to talk about? And when we, both- I am ready. Let's do it. All right. So the final one we're going to talk about is Winona Earp. So, Winona Earp a show that if you've not seen, you should watch because it is amazing, has vampires show up and um, the vampires, they do not go traditional on these. Not even close. Like, I feel like from the shows we've listed, we went from like traditional vamps and then have just gotten further and further away and now are like the farthest away we could be with Winona Earp and traditional vampire lore. Yeah, so they are not affected by sunlight. They're totally fine in the sun. They um, they maintain their soul and personality. And their vampire teeth are gold teeth, like gold. It's the It looks so weird. It just looks odd and not at all threatening, just weird. They do have the vampires. It's weird the way they do 
the need for blood. So I think that it's there. There is a need for blood that they have to have. Um, and the other thing that they do that I do like is the mind control. Yes. They, they are able to do mind control. And I like that for a couple of reasons. One, it is pretty classic. Buffy doesn't do it, but it's pretty classic vamp trope. Also, it makes for one of like my favorite episodes of Winona Earp. As much as I don't love the vampires, I do love all of our main characters being totally entranced by the vampires. <laughs> I completely agree. I was having the same thought is they're so funny. They're so funny. And you, for, you haven't mentioned this yet. When the vampires show up, there's some sort of weird purple fog. A sexy purple frog. Fro- fro- sexy purple, sexy purple frog. frog. No, fog. <laughs> Frogs would be fun, though. Frogs would be really <laughs> far from traditional, especially, like, a sexy one. If so, like, it would be concerning if that's how I meant it, like, I was defining it. Like, you know, some of those sexy frogs. Like, no. The other purple frogs would just be so sad. Yeah, because they're not nearly as really sexy. Really hurt their self-esteem, which would not be kind. No, but we see a purple fog. So I guess for me, some of the things that I guess really get me about the whole vampires and Winona Earp and what I don't love about it is we do establish that they have some kind of they're they saw their soul they're still themselves one of our main characters doc gets turned into a vampire on purpose for, I was like, he doesn't uh, just get turned he chooses to be turned and then he lies and says it's for Winona it's not and everyone just believed him no you want to be immortal you were sad because you lost your immortal ring because you were so weird about it like whenever Winona wanted it and he's like it talks about how it's gonna like kill him she's like yeah like eventually <laughs> like the rest of us relax it's like so rid- anyway um well, he like i don't know if you know that he mentions this at all but he actually goes to hell in a different universe when he dies oh really i don't know that he ever mentioned that to anyone ever and so <laughs> that might anyway but like you could also doc, redeem- doc became His a vampire that he- only for himself his assumption that he couldn't redeem himself drove me crazy. I'm like, Doc, you can still redeem yourself. And plus, that version of you was very terrible. Mm-hmm. That was a terrible, terrible version of you. And then, you know what? We will get into that more later because when we talk about love triangles, I know we're going to talk about Winona Earp and we're going to talk about Doc and dolls. And part of the that whole thing is affects where I stand. But we'll get into that. I know we're going to record that next. So um, anyway, so I think that with the vampires, they establish that there is still that soul and that personality, but like they still do shitty shit. Like mm-hmm. yeah. Doc kills some people. He mm-hmm. straight up kills people with Kate and Kate kills people. And she's like, fine with it. And these other vampires kill people. I'm like, you're still humans. Are these like, do we only see sociopath versions of vampires? Like, mm-hmm. where are the people? Mm-hmm. If I was, if you were a vampire, Jessica, you, your personality right now, you wouldn't be killing people. Probably. I mean, are you sure about that? No, I would not kill people. On right. the record, I would not kill anyone. He's like, say, we're we're gonna publish this. It's gonna be out in the world. You better hide those murder tendencies now. She doesn't no, kill I get people what or want to kill people ever just like don't even look at her search history it's fine all right let's go on but anyway but like you're saying so doc retains all the aspects of his personality and and makes choices to do good things after he becomes a vampire so therefore his choices to then do bad things and kill people he's just as liable for and i think that they 
you know, they, they do show like, okay, that bloodlust that he can get. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, that affects it. And I'm like, okay, I buy that. You know, you don't have blood for a certain amount of time or you're all drunk on part angel blood or whatever. And it affects you. But in the other times in the interim, whenever you do have the opportunity to go to a butcher shop and get blood, where you do have the opportunity to get blood in other ways, why are you killing people if you're still partially human? So I wish that they had either with that one established that you lose some kind of humanity or that the longer you are a vampire, the more of your personality you lose, which would explain why some of those vampires we see in the when they first show up, why they're out there murdering people because they maybe have been vampires for hundreds and hundreds of years, uh-huh. and therefore they're losing their personality. But Doc, who has just turned, has retained most of his personality. Sure. Something like that. I think that there are ways to kind of work around it, but when you tell me that you have these creatures that are out there murdering person after person after person, I have to believe that those people are not people, but instead a monster. Mm-hmm. And then you take one of your main characters and you turn them into that monster. You're going to need to tell me why that main character is still somebody I should love and root for. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Um, they they don't really get into to really any of the lore of the vampires. How does my Nona end up killing them because she kills most of them right um stakes okay so they at least keep that part yeah but but yeah but we're missing a lot we're missing a lot of information on the vampires all we know is that they travel around on like a tour bus with some purple frogs and (laughs) (laughs) that's that's kind of all we know and do they even address are those the only vampires that like exist and were the vampires trapped in the Ghost River Triangle, or they just get to hang no. out where they want? No, they can go wherever they want, because remember, Kate has family that are vampires. Okay. You find that out, and they, they live in, um, I don't know, another country over in Europe. Okay. No, so vampires are everywhere, not, not strictly in the Ghost River Triangle. And we see them coming from outside of the Triangle into the Triangle. We see them into purgatory. Um, so the other, I, I think that, for me, there I like the mind control. Yes, I don't even hate the sexy purple fog that much, but I really dislike the being able to be out in the sun and not being clear about their soul and personality. And also, I'm not a hundred percent clear how the blood works and how the turning works. So we know that Doc gets turned but I don't know how it happens. It's not just feeding on them because Nedley gets fed on, is fed on. Mm. We see him with that ascot thing. Yeah, that's right. Vampires come. So like, we know that it's not just getting fed on. There's something else that turns you into a vampire. So Unless like, it's getting fed on until you die. Maybe, but then no, because then they kill people. Um, Kate and Doc kill people. Oh yeah, die. that's right. So, Hmm. So that, so there's something else. We don't know what it is. So I'd like to know what that is. I'd like more information about that. And I would like them to die in the sun. I want my vampires to die in the sun. Unless you, unless like, like in Vampire Diaries, there are some magic rings that a vampire can have made that will let them walk in the sun. But unless there's like some sort of object or very clear reason why maybe a few vamps can walk in the sun, I want everyone being set on fire. Yeah, Puffy has that too. They've got a couple of uh, rings and gems and whatnot. Yeah. 
that can make vampires walk in the sun and be immortal. Yeah, that's fine. You want to have exceptions, but for the most part, my vampires need to burn in the sun. Um, I also don't know. I mean, I know that a stake in the heart will kill them. I and peacemaker kills them because peacemaker. Well, yeah, peacemaker is special. But I'm I'm curious what other parts work and don't work, like crosses, holy water, garlic, some of those classics. I don't know what they do. I think the thing for me is Doc, for the most part, is living his same normal life. One part, though, I think they still have the, which they keep, and I we didn't mention in Buffy, and I'm curious whether Vampire Diaries and Supernatural does, why no one on Buffy do it, you have to be invited into someone's home, which is like necessary and fantastic. And I love it. And I want that to be kept in my vampire lore. Do Vampire Diaries and Supernatural keep that part? Vampire Diaries does keep it. You do have to be invited in. Um, I, I'm not 100% about Supernatural, but I want to say they do not keep that part. Of course they don't. But I'm not 100% on that. I could be wrong. Winona Earp does not explicitly address erections, but they give no indication that the body does not function normally. Yes. So I would imagine that erections are, they don't even need to explain them because they haven't explained them away. Yeah. So I, I feel like as much as I love Winona Earp as a show, their lore, not only in vampires, but sometimes just in all areas, their lore is a little bit lacking and that makes me feel a little bit sad because I, if you're going to be watching that type of show, I, I want lore that kind of makes sense and explains explains everything that's happening. And just consistent. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I agree with you. And I, as you know, I also love Winona Earp. We both really love it. And in our next one, we talk about um, love triangles, which we're going to will be the next episode. Um, we're going to talk about Winona Earp and we're going to talk about how well they do love triangle kind of one of the best so i mean there's so much about the show that works really really well but yeah the vampire thing it's just like they're it 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 doesn't work i i could see where some people might like it but like i said i want i want a more traditional slant to my vampire i am fine if you want to make demons that are super crazy that shove in on purple fog and yeah, and whatever, and make you lick potatoes and all kinds of stuff. That is totally fine. You make your your demons however you want, but with a vampire, you've they've it's already been established what a vampire is, and it it I don't want to see that changed. I know that other people probably feel differently, but that's my own personal thought. Is I want my vampire to have some of those traditional elements to it. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and I just like you just said when you're when you have this type of show you have an opportunity to create any sort of demon that you want really or any sort of supernatural creature that you want so when it comes to some of the traditional ones i i agree i like to kind of see a traditional a traditional monster that we all kind of know how you're going to beat this monster it's just you know, like a I, comfort thing a comfort thing and also like so when the vampires first show up on my own herb, they get off the bus and we just see them for like a second in this purple fog and they drive away. And then Nedley says something about like, it's about time we've got vampires in this town. I didn't, I was so confused by that. Cause I'm like vampires, but they were, how did they, were they like vampires? I didn't see bumpy eyes or bumpy face. I didn't see teeth, bumpy face. I know it was like a Buffy thing, but 
you know, whatever. They were fine in the sunlight. Like, what? So, like, it actually, like, led me to, like, it took me out of it to wonder, like, how are these vampires? So, I, and how did, how does Natalie know that they're vampires? Because they don't resemble anything like what we've known vampires to be. Yeah, absolutely. But overall, vampires are always fun in, like, a supernatural show like that. Um, and in and, and further episodes, we'll probably explore some more of other type of supernatural creatures and um i think that's it for now well what is your which one's your favorite of the four that we talked about gosh i love buffy the most as a show but when it comes to vampire lore i feel like the vampire diaries explains their lore um a little better it's because of the erections isn't it Mm -hmm. yep it is I mean, I'm going to have to go Buffy, but I've not seen Vampire Diaries or Supernatural. But it's just in general, when you're asking me about shows, I mean, I'm going to just say Buffy is my favorite, no matter what the answer question was. That's it. <laughs> Buffy, Buffy is my favorite show. Do not be confused. <laughs> of all of these shows, Buffy is my favorite. Well, in I just terms mean- of vampire lore, I choose Vampire Diaries. Okay, well, I will let you feel that way because it's your own thought and feeling. Plus, I've not seen <laughs> Thank it. Thank you. I appreciate your permission to have my opinion. <laughs> okay, Libby. Oh, before we wrap up, one last thing is I have a question for you. Okay. Okay. If you were to create your own unique lore about a supernatural creature, let's say, let's switch it up. Let's go with werewolves, also very popular in television. What would your unique werewolf lore comprise of Mm, that is a good one okay so i'm gonna say that as a werewolf you turn into a werewolf during the full moon love it just at night during the moon not that day um i am not gonna make it the day before and after the full moon which i know that buffy does before and after the full moon full moon's just one day right like i'm not good with probably just probably is okay then that one day (laughs) you're a werewolf um you do get turned by being bit by a were by a werewolf but i am not going to make it so in some shows i know that whether the person like if you get bit by a werewolf whether they're in human form or werewolf form you'll get turned so if i'm a werewolf and i bite you right now i wouldn't because there's a pandemic and we're talking virtually but normal times I bite you as a werewolf in my human form you'd be fine because I don't want you would just look like a weird human biting another human yeah well I just don't want to penalize any kinky werewolves out there so that's nice of you and you're not in your non-werewolf time you want to bite it go right ahead you do you and them and and him and her and whatever I don't care (laughs) but but when you're a werewolf, if you bite someone else, then they get turned. Um, I think when you're a werewolf, you lose your faculties. So you're not able to control yourself. Okay. Um, you can only die by a silver bullet. Just Love it. Bring up silver bullet. Um, nothing else is going to kill you. I guess a beheading kind of always kills you, but that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, let's see other important elements. 
Um, I think I'm going to leave out the weird war with vampires or the weird connection with vampires. I don't even understand the words you're saying. My brain cannot comprehend that werewolves and vampires both exist in the same universe, how they're not at war. They're they're not. They're just fine with each other. It's (laughs) all right. I mean, the werewolves hardly come around. And really, because the werewolves, like most of the time, I guess the way that they function, they lose their faculties, but the reason they run around killing is because they have some innate desire to feed, I guess. So there's not going to be a lot of werewolves turning other people into werewolves because most of the time they're going to end up killing you. Um, Also, (laughs) they're just going to straight murder you. Straight murder you. Sorry, folks. Unless you have some really stretchy pants, you're probably going to wake up naked. <laughs> I think you have to. It's too weird that you would turn into a wolf and then turn back into a human and still have clothes on. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I agree. And I'm glad when shows don't do that. And not just because I get to see a naked Seth Green. Thank you, <laughs> But just other reasons in general, practically speaking. Um, other than that, I would say that the effect you have for yourself during the other days of the month are you have a strong desire to eat like meat, Uh bloody meat. This is difficult for vegetarian or werewolves. Um, And you probably, you know what? I'm going to make them a little hairy. Oh, I like that. A little hairier than normal not like crazy but like you might have to start waxing if you're <laughs> a lady and you don't want a mustache or whatever so a little hairier than normal and improved senses your hearing and eyesight and improved. smell and smell yep all all three of those are improved and not touch though touch is, is the same that makes sense so that's my werewolf lore very traditional i like that you know i like traditional monsters i love traditional monsters i'm the same way maybe it's boring but i can't help it i like what i like yeah same i mean i like weird monsters that are like unique and new but when it comes to the old monsters the tried and true that i know i just want them to be how they are i could not agree more all right well thanks for listening and we will see you next time Thank you for listening to WFLTV. If you enjoyed listening to us talk about television, follow us on Twitter at WFLTV. You can send us an email with any questions, feelings, things we should be watching at WFLTV.podcast.gmail.com. Share our podcast so we can keep doing this and sharing all of our videos.